There we go, Desiree. You gotta be. That should be the theme song for our guest this morning. You gotta be hard. You gotta be strong. You gotta be tough, mentally, physically. I'm talking about Angela Okatoi, the uh, phenom, if we could uh, say, Wimbledon uh, champion, doubles, girls doubles. Uh, which we're going to talk to uh, Angela and her coach Joe now, uh, guys. Welcome to Capital FM. What a pleasure it is to have you both here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm I'm a little bit starstruck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you 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 see these uh, incredible athletes at Wimbledon. You never think you're going to meet one, and here we are, uh, meeting a Wimbledon champion. Angela, congratulations. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about like first time. Was this your first trip to Wimbledon? Yes, my first time. So, what was it like? Walking out at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club the first time when you hit the grass court, what was that like? Uh, it was really nice. Uh, the surface was really smooth and clean. Uh, the grass was well, uh, well drawn. I don't know. It was just so nice. And uh, also the whole club was really nice. Well, when I arrived, I thought the place we were, because there were like some courts, and then they told me I was going to play on court five. I thought that court was the court I'm going to play, but they told me, no, that's a practice court. They still have other courts on the other side. So I was like, mm, so this place is this big. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, they have like, um, on this side where I was checking, there were like uh, 13 courts. And then there was another place you, you go to practice, there are like 21 courts. And then now the main court has like uh, 20 or something courts. So in that club, like it's really big. So I wasn't really, I was really surprised uh, seeing all those courts because I thought I was gonna play on this side, but they told me there are other courts on that side. So it was really nice, and I couldn't wait to see the courts. And, and the feeling of like when you must when you walked out to play for the first, so you say your first match of of the tournament, were you like I'm I'm at Wimbledon? This is crazy. <laughs> yes, I, I, fe- <laughs> I felt that. I felt that, and it was really nice because uh, you are warming up next to the pros. Like the same place, uh, it's like a gym, but it's not a gym, but it's outside. Like that's where all the pros warm up. Djokovic, Ons, uh, Iga, everyone warm up. So you, you, you met Djokovic? You yes, saw, yeah? I did. Is he as cool in person as he seems uh, <laughs> when we watch him on TV? Yeah, he is. He is. And he looks tiny. Does he? Yeah, he's yeah. quite <laughs> thin. What an athlete, thin, right? Yeah. So, so that was your first uh, Grand Slam. Okay. No, 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 my third Grand Slam. Okay, so what other Grand Slams have you played in? I've played in Australia, okay. uh, the French, and now Wimbledon. So we have one more left, right? One more, yeah. Right. When is the US Open? Uh, September. And you're heading there? Yes. My goodness. Okay, we're going to talk more about that. Uh, Coach Joe Karanja, now yes. you uh, started this young lady's tennis career. Tell yes. us about that in that experience. I mean, you said, well, offer you're telling me from the age of four. Yes. That's, yes, yes. you know, how old are you now? I'm 18. 18. So 14, 14 years, years later, yes. she's a Grand Slam winner. Yes. I mean, you must be beaming with absolute pride. <sighs> this, this, this was my dream because when I started this career in 2001, my theme was uh, raising the standard of tennis to international level. And I didn't know how because my f- first, I was not a tennis player when I finished f- uh, from four. I was a basketballer and a swimmer. But I just started uh, tennis, and all of a sudden, I started my own program at the school uh, at Loretta Comment Valley Road. And I said, because I've been raised by my grandma and my aunt, Mombasa, I said, why not? I have to help other kids. I have to go. I went to Kibera. I scout some kids. And uh, I able to get Angela and her twin sister, which is here also. Where they, is she? She should come in. 
Uh, she's here <laughs> to sister Rosia Sumwa. I went to to the staff. I asked any kids who wants to play tennis. They came up and many didn't make it because they thought this is boring, it's too much tournament, a lot of training. But since then Angela she never never stopped. She never looked back and she 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 was tough when she was 6 years. She was able to win her category her level and also upper category like under 8 when she's 8 she was winning 8 and she was, she was all over so uh Angie she she she, she had gone through through through, through. it had been uh, there been a lot of challenge in her mm. life because whenever i want a tournament to be i agree with the grandma parklands open their grandmother they have to walk not even take a, a car or any yeah we should talk about that because you you've not had the easiest upbringing yeah, angela very you, tough. You, you're a, a, i don't want to say a rags to riches story because that's got a negative connotation but mm-hmm. but for lack of a better term you have come really from nothing to where you are now tell me a little bit about that journey uh so my journey wasn't easy while growing up uh, i lived with my grandmother My biological mom died while giving birth to me and my sister and uh, so we were in uh, we were we were like uh, in an orphanage and then my grandmother had to rush to take us cuz we were about to be adopted and uh, so life wasn't easy back then because uh, my grandmother had to step on the shoe of grandmother mom and father and uh, uh, it wasn't really easy for her cuz we were like five kids and then sadly one passed away so we remained four so she had to take care of four of us all of us were going to school uh, to supply meal and all that but uh, i remember there are some days where we would go to train and we wouldn't eat like the only meal would see was uh, supper and sometimes supper was just water yeah but uh, would wow. still be there and the next day active for training and we would still give 100% on the trainings but uh, i mean uh, that we thank god that we had passed through that cuz it has strengthened me i mean i i feel like uh, with that background now i'm able to say like i've passed through that and now i'm here so it's like a step and i can see the fruit i mean this is just the beginning of greater things for me and my family and and coach how how big of a part did that struggle play in the tenacity and the resilience of this young lady uh, at that time i uh, i uh, after one week two weeks i was like uh, when she comes to the train early in the morning she had a lot of energy and stuff but after two hours she was kind of dropping with her twin sister and then as a coach you 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 start noticing something is happening and They, they, they never told me they never told what was the problem they were even during lunch time it's lunch time now one hour they go back home come they go they drink water and they come back so one day i was like hey it's one hour you've just you spent like 10 minutes five, what's up oh no no we okay we okay we okay so now the following day i was like no something is wrong so i don't know who or who i talked to and then one of them it came out to me you know what coach we normally have one meal It, I think it was 9 a.m. in the morning. I felt so bad. I felt I was like I felt guilty, but I realized it was something. So I told her, "Come out, come out of the court. Take this 50 shilling that time you could have afforded 50 shilling with a bread and and uh, and a milk packet of milk." And from that day I started doing something for them. Lunch time when I'm buy kids with the other kids from Loreto Valley Road chips. 
I have to go to my pocket and do something. Mm. And also, I was try also trying to the kids, please, if you have more food, we can share. Mm. Don't throw in the dustbin and stuff. So they start sharing and stuff. And uh, this made her feel she's like in the family. Right. She's not like, uh, she's with other rich kids and stuff. And uh, I started organizing, uh, we used to start going organizing for a tournament like in Mombasa. I pay for uh, her trip and uh, the tournament. And for her, she's never think about who am I traveling with. She's When I'm playing, I don't care who I'm playing with. She used to play her, her, her match out. When you go to like Nakuru, she 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 was outstanding since the beginning. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, and that's that's a really incredible story. Um, you have a lot to thank your coach for, mm-hmm. but obviously you've repaid him a thousandfold with your success. Uh, when we come back, of course, we'll talk a little bit about um, you know what's next for you, and uh, of course uh, we have uh, the phone lines are open. You can get your questions in via WhatsApp on zero seven zero one nine eight four nine eight four. We have Angelo Katoy, the Wimbledon champion, in studio with us this morning uh, and I'm sure uh, there's already messages coming in so we'll get to those in just a few minutes as well but if you have any questions please do get them in We have so many messages of support and congratulations for you Angela and actually for the entire team that you have behind you Ruth you said tell uh, free tell that team I'm proud of them uh, and they're going to go far. What else? Uh, what else does the coach train? I think someone wants their kids to be. Uh, uh, beautiful story uh, Angela has. Now, Angela, let's talk a little bit about um, tennis being obviously a game. Many would say are for, is for the more affluent, for the, for, 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 for the rich, right? I mean, equipment is expensive. Booking courts is expensive. Or shoes, all that stuff adds up. Yeah. Did you ever feel... Um, in in all those years that you were playing tennis, because you come from a, a pretty pretty uh, uh, poor background, a very poor background, yep. did you ever feel that you were not going to be good enough because of your your status in terms of your 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 you know your, the fact that you were you were poor? I mean, no, I didn't think of that ever since I started playing tennis. I mean, if I had think of that, I wouldn't be here right now. So ever since when I was small, like I was, I always had a positive mind and I believed that everything would be possible. And like I had the dream, so that dream kept me going and the drive, my grandmother, because all she sacrificed and uh, I didn't want to give up, even though, yes, I came from a poor background and I thought like maybe I won't make it, but I thought like I need to fight and uh, make my grandmother proud because she fought also. She didn't give up on us or she didn't say, uh, okay, you guys can be adapted. No, she took us even when she was alone without a husband or anything like that. She still took us uh, but, but there must have been moments in your career surely um, <laughs> and where, where you in self-reflection moments you're sitting alone you've trained hard probably haven't eaten much the whole day where you thought is am I really going to be able to do this surely yeah for sure there is but I didn't uh, I didn't give up I kept going yeah Okay, yeah. that's incredible. No, no, it, it's it's an incredible thing to, to, to hear and to see. You know, we see you on the tennis court. We don't know the story behind why you're doing what you're doing, and then we find out uh, in the studio. Uh, Coach Joe, um, we'll talk about the funding aspect because obviously trips to the UK and to Australia and to France and to the US are expensive and obviously hotels and all that as well, especially because, if I'm not mistaken, at the girls' level, it's not um, it's, it's the amateur, not the professional level, so you're not paid. Um, but that will come. I know it will, for sure. For sure. Tell me a little bit about how the funding works. You were telling me off-air a story about how you, you really try to get ITF to recognize this young girl, but it was a, a bit of a challenge in the beginning. Uh, after... 
she was accepted at the ITF. She joined at the center in Burundi, ITF center. And she played, she did well, she never looked back, she never, you know, there was some also challenge out there also. By the age of 14, she became African number one. And she came back to Kenya. She won senior tournament, Britam Open. That was amazing. And also she, that year, same year, she able to get a tour in Europe for six country. And uh, the going was good and she never looked back, okay? And now, as she, 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 has, she has started playing this Grand Slam, imagine she has been going all alone. Australia Open, French Open, Wimbledon. On your own, no coaching unit, no nothing. No coach, no coach. So what happened? So that's obviously a funding issue, right? Uh, yeah, yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no money to, for, for, to afford for the coach and accommodation up there. So up there, she has to meet the ITF team. The coach they don't know, the team they don't know, but the background was very perfect because she, she used to it. She used to travel alone since she was 11 years. She has traveled with the people, you know, so, so the, 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 the preparation, I think, really built her properly. So even the time she left, I told her, you don't care. You go and listen to that coach. Play as if there's not tomorrow because you never know what is tomorrow. Because as I told you earlier, my theme was raising the standard of tennis to international level. And when I started, my first girl who I produced, she went to one of the best academy, Rode Chebet, Balotelli Academy. Mm. Even I told her. In, in Bradenton, in, in, right? In, Flo yeah. in Florida, yeah, yeah, Balotelli yeah, yeah. Tennis yeah, Academy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rode Chebet. And also Stephanie Mbaya, also they followed. And Damaris went to ITF Center, Abigail Tatehat. So I had a belief if I can do this, I produce best female players in this country. Angela should go places, that's and this is the one she will go. Even this Grand Slam senior tournament, and that's my dream. And that to see on their side supporting her and traveling with her, that would yeah. be my dream. And, and, and all it takes yeah. is one win, right? Yes. And then everything changes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everything changes. One win. All right. When we on the senior level, that's what the money is. Yes. Uh, when yes. we come back, of course, we'll talk a little bit about your playing style. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, every tennis player mm -hmm. emulates somebody. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, uh, your trip to the U.S., to New York for the U.S. Open, all that coming up. Capital FM. If you uh, are joining us right now, we are chatting with Angela Okotori, the Wimbledon champion from the girls' doubles. Uh, but before we get into your preparation, what it takes to mentally uh, prepare for a tournament or even just a match. Um, are you guys, do you find that you're supported by the Ministry of Sports here in Kenya? Is there is there support? Either you can answer that. Uh, like a previous, there's some, match, there's some warm up matches she has been missing. Okay. Because of the funds. Okay. But the Federation of Kenya Tennis have been trying, like a Wibbly Don, they, 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 they paid for her like a one or two tournament, they're able to play. But before that, you know, she, she, she misses some other important tournament. Mm -hmm. So if like now, if she get funds, she able to play. We have, I've seen here like five tournaments ahead of before US Open. So if you miss one of these, it will make your preparation not well. That's where maybe she, she didn't perform well in singles. But if she plays all well and she trained perfectly from now, 
Yeah, I think she, she, she'll do something. She'll so, do something. so there needs to be more support. I think we can say that. There yes, needs to be more support. Yes, We're not going to point yes. fingers, but uh, we, we know where that support should come from. I mean, you have a superstar here in the making, um, uh, not even in the making, a superstar here in the studio with us in, in the flesh, and yet not the support you, you require from, from the Ministry of the Government, <laughs> which is a shame. Um, so you've done this on your own. Essentially, I mean, obviously, with the help of uh, yes, Coach yes, Joe and and you know uh, various people, so um, we are also appealing to anyone or any corporate out there uh, who wants to get on board and support Angela. We'll give you all the contacts because this young lady can prove to be um, one of the greatest tennis players in the world in a very short amount of time. You're young, you've just won the girls' doubles, which is incredible, and now, now you're heading to the U.S. Open. Yeah. How do you prepare for a match mentally? Uh, mentally, uh, I usually visualize. Yeah, you have to visualize how you're going to play and just in a positive way, not in a negative way. And then you also have to have a plan for the match, which I usually have before every match. And also, I usually <coughs> talk to my coach or team about how I'm going to play my match and so that to just get the briefing and to feel like yes my plan is a good plan to be mentally prepared also and also the coach might tell me what to do if my plan is not the perfect one to just help me or add some some goals to my plan mm-hmm. and also i just i'm usually uh, mentally prepared and mentally motivated and uh, i think most of all you just have to be ready and uh, believe that all will be well and do you study your opponents I mean, do you watch nowadays? In the old days, you could watch film, but you can just find them online. Do you study them? No, I don't study them because usually when I play, let's say if I win my first round, I might meet someone from the first round. So I might be playing maybe second rotation, like in the first rotation, second rotation. And maybe my opponents are playing fourth rotation. So after my match, I might go and watch that match to see mm. like, yeah, how they play. Like that, yes. They have a strong forehand, backhand, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, right? <laughs> yes. Um, in 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 your time of of playing, you played on all the surfaces now, obviously. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite surface? <laughs> well, before it was clay. Now it's grass, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that you're a champion, it's grass. <laughs> yes, it has okay. to be grass. Um, and favorite tournament to play in so far? I know you have one left, Grand Slam wise. Yeah. Of the three that you played, Australian, French, or Wimbledon, what's your favorite? Well, ever since I was young, it was Australian Open, so I stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're, you, but you're a Wimbledon champion. I know. <laughs> so grass papers you, obviously. <laughs> uh, who do you emulate? Growing up, who was the tennis player that you 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 wanted to play like? I was Serena Williams. I had a feeling. I've seen <laughs> you play, and I do believe you have the same sort of style as Serena exactly. Williams. Aggressive yeah. baseliners. And very, very strong. Okay, and um, your sister still plays tennis? Yes, she does. So is this like a Williams sister kind of thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where is she? She's coming to talk to us as well. Uh, <laughs> shy. She's shy. <laughs> no, <clears throat> that's fine. <clears throat> so um, you got the U.S. Open coming up. Mm-hmm. What is what does the future look like to you, Angela? What does the future look like to you? And then let's let's say in the next three years. In the next three years, I believe I'll see myself playing at the Grand Slams the big Grand Slams and uh, winning some Grand Slam titles and hopefully to have a good uh, ranking in the WTA to be able to actually play those Grand Slams and to have some big titles. Right. Yes. There's, a, there's a trophy cabinet waiting to be filled, I can <laughs> <Yes>. see, right? <laughs> yes. What advice would you give to young girls in your similar situation um, uh, that, that dream? Because you're going to, it's, it's always the case. Now you've become yeah. the, the model of, of tennis, not just girls' tennis, but tennis for the country. There'll be young girls saying, I want to be like Angela. So, what's the advice you'd give them? 
Well, for me, I usually have a philosophy. A negative mind will never give you a positive life. And now, mostly uh, in Kenya, like now tennis, I see lots of players, they come from the same background as me, not well off. So me being able to achieve what I've achieved from that background, I believe I'm a good example to them. At least they can say if Angie came from the background we are in and she has made it, I mean, we can also make it. So at least I'm trying to put more belief in them that they can also make it and I hope good for them. I hope they can do greater things than what I've done and uh, I just want to see more Kenyans on the top. I mean it's sad that in a big draw it's, I'm the only one, like the only Kenyan and in other countries like you can see five people from this country or six. It's usually sad but I hope the future is bright for Kenyan tennis and I hope to see more Kenyans in the tournaments and in the Grand Slams like more than five Kenyans, yes. Do you think, and I'll ask both you and coach, uh, yes. coach this as well, do you think if you hadn't had such a tough upbringing, you would be as successful as you are right now? I mean, foundation is always important where the where you've, like, uh, the background and all that. I believe if I didn't pass through this background, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure what the future would be now for me. But I feel like with the background, like I've passed, I mean, that's what strengthened me. And mm -hmm. uh, that's why I keep fighting every day to make my life and my family's life better. You're an incredible story. An absolutely incredible story. What a wonderful opportunity it was for us to, to meet you and to have you in studio. Plus, pl plus the venue where she started, it is terrible. Where, where the, did you? The, the court at the school. <laughs> you, sure? you don't know where the ball will bounce. <laughs> <Pot holes. laughs> I'm telling you. It makes her more concentration. Absolutely. You don't know where the ball will go. Eh? So when she goes to an aerobic club, other good club where the service is smooth, poof. It's incredible. So the, this is how it is. But at home, I think it also hard in her. Right. Yes. Do you, do you also feel that if, if she hadn't passed through that tough period in her life, it would be a different story? It, it, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But for her, it was like uh, this our coach is messy. It make her more concentration. Sure. Because you don't know where the ball will go. So you could imagine play in a small surface. Yeah. The ball is out that's get why, it. That's why it looks so easy for her, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can close your eyes that's and right. hit the ball. Final question for me. I'm curious. Um, you, your partner was uh, Dutch. Is yeah. Dutch, I should it's say. Dutch, yeah. How did you? How did you meet? Uh, we met on in the internet, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> who? Who found who? She found me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was her? How did she approach you to 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 dub to team up with her? So at first I didn't have any partner. I'd searched for like I wrote to a lot of people on Instagram. All of them were like, "I have that was partner. I have sorry, sorry." So uh, she was like the last person. I didn't ask her, but I was just waiting. And then she DM'd me, and then she was like, "Do you want to play doubles with me?" So I had to search like, "Is she in main row qualies?" And then I saw she was in qualies, but I accepted it. Like you wouldn't know. But I accepted it, so we're like, yes, let's play. And then the next day, she texted me. She was like, Angie, I'm in the main draw. So I was really happy because with that, uh, it's already a chance that we're going to be in the main draw uh, of the doubles because if she was in quality, it was going to be really hard to get into the main draw of the doubles. So when I heard she was in the main draw, I was really happy. And since then, uh, we've been happy, and uh, the teamwork has been good. I don't know how we did it, but... Uh, <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> yeah, we just did it. Yeah, because it was the first time playing, like, pairing together. I didn't, I've never seen her in any tournament first time and uh, we got the title so it that's was really incredible. nice incredible yeah. so that's the first time you met was it Wimbledon mm -hmm. yes <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> I wish you all the success uh, in the future uh, I know you. you'll be back here uh, and next time uh, you'll bring a trophy with you I know you will for sure uh, <laughs> what a pleasure it was chatting with you and congratulations once again an incredible story of a young lady who has really beaten all the odds 
to come out as a Wimbledon champion. That is incredible in itself. <laughs> and this is the beginning of your story as well. Yes. Yes. Thanks so much for coming in. Okay. Thank Asante. You. Shukran. Capital FM.